0: Welcome back, Schmodown fans, to another episode of Talking Schmodown, this is episode 32, and I am your host, Josh DeMerc Rayner, owner of Merc for the Movie Blog, and I am so excited to talk about this week in the Schmodown, we had an amazing event, another Schmodown throwdown, I believe this was the third of the year, a couple of great matches, to, to preface, this was supposed to be uh, originally a live show out of Arizona. Uh, some scheduling conflicts uh, came up, and they had to bring it back to L.A. and did it right out of the studio, but it was still alive. So we had the Wildberries versus Late to the Party. We had William Bibiani versus Chance Ellison. Some awesome matches, and I am so excited to get into them. So as I ask every single week, are you ready to talk Schmodown? Let's get into it. All right. Uh, so, match number one uh, was Wild Berries versus Late to the Party. Uh, this was—I gotta say—this was a hell of a match. I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, so, we start off with an opening scene, real quick. There are, I believe, throughout the event, uh, the, you know, with the two videos that they or with the with the video that they put out, uh, there was three like kind of short scenes that they did, and I always talk about the scenes. Uh, when I do this show, there was you know one at the opening, one in the middle, one at the end, and they were all pretty much the same. It was Robert Meyer Burnett having a quick interaction with a Schmodon competitor, a different Schmodon competitor each time, uh, and that competitor asking him about the nuke, and him not giving them any answers. And it probably maybe ten seconds a piece, something like that, super quick. But the thing is, there was no real information here. Um, usually with these, with these scenes, you get a little something, but all these were, were people asking him about the nuke and him not, not giving him away anything. Um, so honestly, I was a little disappointed in these, so I'm just going to, I'm going to cover them right here and I'm really not going to talk about them, uh, you know, much after cause there's nothing to say They you know, they didn't really reveal anything other than people are curious about, uh, what he's got. So, we're going to get into match number one. We had uh, Ken and Ellis on the desk. Late to the Party comes out first. Uh, they come out to the song Afternoon Delight. And they're dressed up as Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone from the movie Anchorman. And I got to say, I loved this entrance. It was so... I've got i I've really been enjoying what Late to the Party's been doing. Uh, you know, they have... This one they did, uh, recently did that Wayne's World one, which I loved. I absolutely, you know, that was fantastic. At the free-for-all, they each came out separately. Uh, I believe Robert did a uh, Police Academy one, and Vanessa was the little, uh, the little girl from Finding Nemo with the braces. Uh, that was, I, I really love what they're doing. You know you don't get a lot of people anymore doing like elaborate costumes you know you had the Shirewolves. you had um you know like six degrees doing that kind of stuff but you don't get it very often anymore and I gotta say I am very excited to uh to, to you know anytime that they come out you know because you know that they're gonna do something uh, something awesome then out came uh, the wildberries Josh and Elliot uh, Josh r- ran into the crowd. I was like, "What is he doing?" And then uh, he kissed his wife and, and went back uh, onto the stage. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, so when we get into round number one, this was a shocking round. I, I have to say, uh, f- right off the bat, very first question, Elliot Dewberry is the only one to get it right. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Um, and then you know, as we work our way down through uh, the questions, late to the party did they did. You know, pretty decent. Uh, Robert had a little bit of a rough uh, round here only getting five points but Vanessa did get seven. Um, then with the wild Bears you had Josh McCuga with six points. you know, that's pretty good you know I gotta say but then Elliot Dewberry. I could not believe this Elliot frickin Dewberry with a perfect round. all eight questions and then he nails his bonus question. It's like, holy shit, the Wildberries just got themselves a perfect round. I mean, not the whole team, obviously, but still, like, that's never been done before, and that was fantastic. And something that I noticed, uh, which was confirmed, we'll talk a little bit about this later, was confirmed by Late to the Party, um, is that the, the Wildberries were not anywhere near uh, as drunk as they usually are. Um, and I think that this really helped them Uh, out in this match you know especially Dewberry getting that perfect round I was like holy shit did that really just happen I had to pause the video and be like did I is this really happening because at the end of the round Ken and Ellis didn't even notice they were about to go into round two and then he's like wait a minute wait did did, did Elliot actually get a, a perfect round and sure as shit he did and I'm sitting there I'm like Cause I keep track of everything is I'm taking notes for the podcast and everything. And I'm like, Dewberry just got a perfect round. What, what, what the fuck's going on? And like, nothing's happening because Ken and Ellis don't realize what's going on. And I'm like, are they, are they going to say something? What is happening here? And finally they did. And they gave him his bonus question and he hits it. And I was like, wow, this is nuts. I could not believe what I was seeing. So round one ended 15 to 12 in favor of the Wild Bears, three points up for the Wild Bears. This is a hell of a match. This is definitely a career highlight for the, for these two. So we head into round number two. Uh, at first, I was like, "What the hell's going on? Why are they using the old wheel?" Uh, and again, as I'll talk about later. Uh, on one of the other podcasts that we do here on Mercury with the Movie Blog, uh, called After Live, the Collider Live After Show, uh, we had Late to the Party on, and they talked a lot about this match and, and, and everything, um, and kind of discovered why they were using the old wheel. Uh, apparently, in an upcoming match. Um, okay, so uh, to preface this, before um, for those of you who don't know, uh, when they film. The, the movie trivia Schmodown, they do it on Saturdays and they tend to do like five or six matches at a time. So, you know, they'll they'll do all spend all day and they'll just pre-record a whole bunch of matches. And so apparently during the last match of this filming session, the, the new wheel broke. The like little flipper thing, I think, is, is what they said, it, like popped off or something. So they, you know, had to switch over and use... Uh, this wheel and so now they uh you know i don't know how long this is going to go on you know i don't know if you know how long it's going to be until they get fixed or whatever if they've already maybe they've already gotten it fixed i don't know um but apparently it got broken and so they had to use during this live event they had to use the uh the old wheel um so that that's why that answers the question as to why you know were they using the old wheel because the new wheel got broken during some apparently vigorous uh, wheel spinning. Uh, okay, so Wildberries, this is round number two. Wildberries deferred, late to the party, goes up, spins Disney, and stays. Disney, I believe, is one of their strengths, as, as we've seen before. Um, and they do pretty damn well here, getting uh, five out of six questions for nine total points. Uh, they went to multiple choice a couple of times, missed one of them, uh, and did allow the Wild Bears to get a one-point steal. So their portion of round two did end 16 to 21. So they had 21 points, a five-point lead coming out of their part of round two. And then uh, we got into uh, the Wildberry spin, who landed on Disney. But, of course, you can't take that one because uh, uh, it was already done. So they had to re-spin, landed on 80s didn't want that, and respun spun again and landed on opponent's choice. And after a little bit of deliberation, Leaks of the Party decided, well, they didn't want 80s, so we will give them 80s, since that's the one that they spun away from. And honestly, I think it was a decent choice. Uh, I feel like there probably could have been some other ones that they could have gone with. But it was a decent choice. Um, they they wound up getting four out of six questions right for seven total points, missing two of them and allowing late to the party to get a two-point steal here, which ended up tying up the game 23 to 23. So late to the party, down three points at the end of round one, ends up getting uh, ends up tied with the Wildberries at the end of round two. This is a, a crazy game. You know, it's like some good scoring. Uh, Tied game at the end of round two, so it's coming down. Like there's no clear-cut winner here. It's pretty nuts. So we get into round number three. Late to the party's up first. They miss their two-pointer but end up getting their three. Wild berries go next. They uh, get their two-pointer but miss their three. So at that stage, uh, the, the late to the party's up by one point. So it comes down to the five-point questions. Wildberries have to get their five in order to stay in the game. And they do. They manage to hit their five-point question. And then it comes down to late to the party's last question, their, their five-pointer. They get it. They win the game. They beat the Wildberries. Unfortunately, they are unable to answer their, their five-point question. And the Wildberries win this match. Uh, 30 to 26. That is some pretty damn good scoring, I must say. Uh, I think they did a hell of a job during this game, and they, you know, late to the party just fell a little bit short here, unfortunately. But they put on a great show, and I could watch these two teams face off against one another every week. You know, that that's how entertaining they both are, and uh, yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was a great a great time. You know they, you know, late to the party. Like I said, they made a great showing, Uh, but the wild bears—they were—they were were on point today, and I really think it's because they—they weren't plastered uh, during this match. Um, You know, being drunk really affects your cognitive capacity, and you know, having a few drinks here and there is one thing, but being plastered before you even start—that—that's, you know, yeah, maybe a little bit more entertaining, uh, but they are still plenty entertaining. And I think that this is how they should start playing all of their matches. You know, not drunk, maybe a little buzz, but not drunk. That way, maybe we'll actually see them in contention higher up in the ranks uh, as as maybe in the next year. Who knows? We'll see. So then we're going to hop into match number two, uh, which was William Bibiani versus Chance Ellison. This uh, was another Ultimate Schmodown singles tournament. Round one match. Uh, it's the second match with a corruption member, with Ken at the desk. Uh, you know, earlier we, you know, in the in the in the season, we had uh, Stacy Howard versus Mark Riley. Ken was at the desk. Uh, we have another one. Um, I know that some people during the Stacy match were complaining that uh, he, they thought he was kind of managing her from behind the desk. I personally never saw that. I watched the match. And with that in my mind, like, cause I had heard that before I watched it, and I never saw anything that I was like, you know, that's questionable or anything like that. And same here, nothing. Ken Ken is a is a is a, is a professional, and he he knows what to and what to not do. And uh, yeah, I you know after seeing these two matches, I have no problem with him being on the desk, you know, while a member of corruption is playing, you know, in the game. Uh, he doesn't read their questions, so I don't have a problem with it. You yeah, know, hey, he's just there, and he he's a he's a damn good professional, and uh, I'd be glad to have him on the desk for any match. So Chance comes out first with Grace, uh, followed by uh, Bibiani with his uh, partner Brendan Meyer, and they do a Love Actually entrance, which I absolutely loved. Uh, Brendan holding a, a boombox, they hit play, and Bibbs is there doing signs. Uh, just just like uh, what's his name? Andrew Lincoln did in uh, with Keira Knightley. I thought it was great. Um, Bibiani is another one who does some great entrances, uh, and I'm really happy that uh, you know, since the formation of Shazam hey, with him and the kid, that uh, you know they're gonna continue to do some fun entrances. So I, I really liked this one. I thought it, I thought it was really fun, and uh, yeah, I thought thought it was great. So this was, okay, I talked about how crazy of a match the uh, the previous one was. This first round, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, what just happened here? Both Biviani and Chance Ellison got a perfect round. All eight questions just they just blew right through all eight of their questions, not missing a single. One, it was impressive. I don't, I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, um, and my memory isn't great when it comes to it, but I I don't know when the last time was if ever we've had a double perfect round, but uh, this was, this was awesome. I I really thought it was cool. Um, However, unfortunately for Bibiani, he was not able to get his bonus question, but chance was. Uh, make giving chance the one point lead coming out of round one nine to uh, nine to eight, leaving round one. Then we get into round number two and chance spins horror and uh, I, I don't know if he's just not very good at horror or just didn't feel confident enough in it, but he decides to respin and uh, had, lands on Spielberg movies, which he's like okay whatever, I guess that's good. And he does good here. He gets all four of his questions. Only had to go to multiple choice once, so he walks away with seven out of eight points, uh, and you know, and he's got an eight point lead coming out of his portion of round two, 16 to eight, which means that you know, if Bibiani wants to tie, he has to get all of his questions correct um, and get them all for the two points. Because Bibbs goes up, spins movie release dates, which I, you know, what? I feel like we have not seen anybody do movie release dates in a while, so uh, that's a side note though. Uh, he respins and lands on Horror, which I thought was kind of funny because that's the one that Chance spun away from. Uh, and Bibiani, he gets all, you know, just like Chance did, he gets all four of his questions, but only he has to go to multiple choice once. Seven out of eight points, exactly like Chance. You know, their first and second rounds, other than that bonus question, exactly the same. Uh, so it ends round two, 16 to 15, in favor of Chance Ellison. You know, this is a really these two guys are are really smart. They have great depth of knowledge. They're really on par with one another in this match. it's it's kind of wild to watch. Um, but then we get into round number three and again, just knowledge galore here. Bibs and chance is going back and forth. Uh, Bibs gets all three of his round three questions right for all ten points. Uh, chance gets his two and his three pointer correct. So then it came down to Chance's five-point question. At this point in the game, Chance has not missed a question. He got all eight questions in round one. He got his bonus question right. He got all four questions in round two correct. And he's gotten his two-pointer and his three-pointer correct. So he has not missed a single question up to this point. Unfortunately for Chance, he was unable to get his five-point question correct. Even Bibb says, you know, he he didn't know what the answer uh, was here. I don't know if he's telling the truth or if he's just, try, you know, trying to make Chance feel better. I have no idea, but that's what he says. You can see it on the on camera. So Chance ends up losing the game. William Bibiani wins twenty-five to twenty-one and will now go on to face Ethan Irwin uh, in round two of the Ultimate Schmodown uh, Singles Tournament. This was a hell of a match, you know. Each competitor only missed one question, you know. So Bibbs missed his bonus question in round one. Chance missed his five pointer in round three. So really, what it came down to, yeah, they both only missed one question, but it came down to point values, you know. Uh, Bibbs missed a one point question, whereas Chance missed a five point question, and that's really where it is. It's you know, it's getting as many points as you possibly can. Answering as many questions as you possibly can, and sometimes you just you just don't have it, and and that sucks, you know. But Chance did great here. I was very impressed with his performance here, and I know that he is going to have a great future. You know, he's a tag team champ right now for a reason, and i I have a feeling that uh, it's not it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that we will see. Chance Elson with uh, singles gold sometime in the future. Um, he, I do believe he is uh, talented enough to get there. So uh, you know, I, I for him, I hope, I hope he does. You know, he he's grown on me a bit, kind of like Mike. Um, you know, he's a heel. You may not like him, but uh, you gotta respect him. Uh, you know, kind of almost in the same vein as, as like Paul Ayama, but i don't know man <laughs> i i am glad that paul has uh, been kind of making up uh for for some of his past discretions behind the scenes with uh some of the competitors but uh i still i don't know i'm still on the fence about him as, as a as a competitor and i definitely don't like his gimmick uh but as a person I, i'm glad that he's trying to better himself and uh Hey, maybe he'll be one of those people who uh, I changed my mind about later on. So this was this was a fantastic match, like I said. You know, Bibbs had three perfect rounds other than that bonus question, you know. And you don't get to see that very often. So I, I got to say, I, I'm really glad to see that Bibbs won this match. He He's the one who I have going all the way and winning this tournament. So, I am really happy to see that Bibbs uh, took this one. Now, technically, my bracket has already been busted because of Stacy Howard. Which, you know, congratulations to Stacy. But, uh, you know, my my two fin- my two finalists. Uh, I actually have both members of, Sh- of Shazam going up against each other: Brendan Meyer versus William Bibiano. They're both still in this, going strong. So, hopefully, uh, my final matches will still. Uh, Be the, the you know what I have as you know in my bracket. So also I have to say you know, I was talking about how uh, I've really you know like kind of where Chance has been going lately, and, and I got a lot of respect for him. His mic game has really stepped up. He used to not be very good on the mic, real nervous. You could tell that he wasn't comfortable on the mic. But he had this interaction with Emma during their, uh, their during the backstage promo, and I got to say, man, he's really stepped up his mic game quite a bit. And uh, Emma getting sassy with him, that was awesome. I loved that back and forth between the two of them, and uh, I really hope we get to see more of stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this was a short episode. There wasn't a whole lot else going on. Um, If you guys haven't watched the live streams from the uh, Schmodown Entertainment Network, they've been doing them, uh, uh, you know, once or twice a week now. It seems like they're probably going to be doing these long live streams. Um, If I have the time to crack into all of them before I record, you know, I'll definitely talk more about them and and all that stuff. But uh, they're like two hours a piece. That's a lot of time to be... uh, be going into before I before I do these recordings and whatnot so um, so yeah, but if you haven't checked them out go over there the Schmodown Entertainment Network. I'm so happy that they're expanding and doing more with this a, as well so I'm, I'm super excited. And we have a lot of good stuff coming up soon. Uh, so up on next week's episode of Talking Schmodown, I will be talking about uh, the Ben Bateman versus Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, Ultimate Schmodown Round One match, as well as the next uh, Schmodown Throwdown, which is uh, this upcoming Saturday. Uh, but because it, it looks like that they're not going to be, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'll be put up on the YouTube channel, but it's not on the schedule anywhere. So I'm probably going to talk about it since there's no other match. It's just the one match this coming week. Um, so, and it'll, you know, it'll be a, a couple of days after the live stream, so I, I'm going to talk about it. But I'll talk about it a second, that way if if uh, you guys haven't seen it and you want to stop this, ep- you know, the episode for next week, uh, you'll be able to stop it and come back to it. So I, I, anyways, again, it'll be Ben Bateman versus Liz Shannon Miller, as well as the Mike Kalinowski versus Janine the Machine match, uh, which, like I said, will be this coming Saturday uh, on a schmodown throwdown, which... I'll be honest, I was a little surprised because when Christian touted the Schmodown throwdowns at the beginning of the year, he said that it was, they were going to be double headers, but it's only one match. As far as we know, uh, he hasn't, uh, there's no announcements for anything else on that, on that episode. Um, and so it's, it's kind of interesting that they're doing a live event with one match. So maybe there will be something surprising thrown in. We'll see. We'll, I'll talk about it next on next week's uh, episode. Also, I believe coming up at the end of this week, uh, I believe on Friday. Uh, don't quote me on it. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe the uh, next the Rocky title uh, exhibition match, I believe, uh, is coming up at the end of the week. So keep uh, if you're a patron, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, it'll be available to the ten obviously the ten dollar and up patrons, and then um, a week later the five dollar, and then two weeks uh, after the initial run, uh, it'll be available to all patrons. So if you if you want to watch these exhibition matches, get on Patreon even for the dollar. You can get on there dollar a month, and you know you can watch them two two weeks after they drop. So you'll at least be able to check them out. I know you can at, you can watch. Uh, the I think it's the new releases one right now is, is still up there. I, think ble- I believe it dropped a couple of weeks ago for all patrons, so uh, be sure to check that out as well. Um, also, coming up soon, we have uh, on September 28th, like I said, the Schmodown Throwdown with Janine and um, Mike Kalinowski. Then on October 19th is the Orlando Live event. Which will have corruption versus the founding fathers uh, for the titles. And if the founding fathers lose, then they must break up as a team. Uh, and it will also uh, feature the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament final match. And then on October 28th, the teams tournament will begin, uh, starting off with the odd couple versus only stupid answers. Uh, then at the end of October, we'll have a horror movie exhibition match. Uh, and as I said, I believe last week, please let Clark and Perry be involved in this somehow. I, I know that Clark said that she's done competing. Um, and so even if she had, you know just is on the desk, you know, I think that would be fantastic. Um, but I'd love to see both of them somewhere involved in this match, whether playing or on the desk. That would be great. And then December 7th is the Schmodown Spectacular this will feature five big matches, so I'm super excited for it. Uh, one of them has not been announced yet, so it's a t- to-be-determined match. Uh, we also will have the Star Wars Championship match, Damon versus either DiMolanta or Kelly. Uh, Inner Geekdom title match, Kalinowski versus uh, either Brandon Hanna, Chandru, Don or Kevin Smets. Uh, the teams title, Corruption or the Founding Fathers. Whoever wins that match versus the winner of the teams tournament, and the singles title, uh, Paulo Yama versus the winner of the singles tournament. So some big matches. Every uh, title is on the line, and there's going to be a you know a fifth match. Who knows what it's going to be? Hopefully it'll be something real nice and fun. Uh, hell, maybe get the wild berries back in this joint. Get something fun going on. Uh, that's if they don't make it all the way through the team's tournament, you know? Who knows? Uh, if they keep playing the way they did against late to the party, you never know. They might actually have a chance. So, yeah, that uh, that wraps up everything for this episode of Talking Schmodown. Uh, this has been episode number 32. Thank you so much for joining me. I, again, am Josh, the Merc Rainer. You can follow me on all the social media platforms. Uh, I am on Facebook and uh, YouTube, at Merck with the Movie Blog, and on Instagram and Twitter, at Movie Blog Merck. I am most active on Twitter, so hit me up there. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course on Anchor, and many other podcast platforms out there. Uh, if you're listening on Anchor and you love to get your question comments, concerns, any of that stuff, read aloud on air, leave me a voice message. You can do that on Anchor. Just go over there, record a voice message, and send it to me. Uh, And if it's something awesome, I will definitely play that on the podcast. So thank you again for joining me this week, and I hope that you guys had as much fun as I have. Let me know uh, on Twitter, you know, what match was your favorite? What was your favorite part of this event Let me know. Hit me up at MovieBlogMerc on Twitter. And as always, we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.